Hey, this is Eric Davidson, and you're listening to New Voices on District Magazine. In this podcast series brought to you by Terror Records, we sit down with some of our favourite new artists to find out what they've been up to and what they have coming up. This episode is a very special extended edition. The chat was too interesting, so we didn't have the heart to cut any of it out. Ahead of his sold-out launch of his record October year, we invited homegrown rapper Nilo and comedian Tony Cantwell into the studio for a special extended edition of New Voices. They go deep, discussing drug use in modern hip-hop, not being thrown off by on-stage setbacks, and appreciating what you have in life as an artist. Cheers, man. Yeah, so great to sit down. Great to sit down with Pam Neil. How you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's me, Tony, as well, in case, uh, in case you didn't know. Uh, Neil, what's the crack, man? I don't know, it's a weird thing to get to like, have a chat interview thing. It's a weird thing. I know, weird yeah, because we've been kind of friends for a long time, but we haven't really actually sat down. We were actually talking about that on the way upstairs. We were like, this might be the first like semi-sober conversation we've had in like, a good <laughs> few years, you know? Because you always see each other on nights out or something at the start of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, that's probably a good intro segue, right? Because we were sitting in the very snug that you mentioned in mm. Substance, yeah. and... Absolute shy talk about energy and wavelengths yeah. and just things. And I think I was just self belief. Self belief. Yeah. I think I'd just done like a thing. Um, I'd have actually done a podcast here where I was talking about my, my truth and my comedy yeah. is yeah. truth and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying it to you. And I said to you, Isn't it mad if you just, you know, focus and believe in yourself? You could do anything. I said, Tomorrow you could start doing rap if you wanted. And you interrupted me and said, <laughs> I've literally just started doing rap. <laughs> yeah, it was the weirdest thing ever. Like, yeah, we were just talking about like drive and belief, and like you know, doing doing something that you love doing, basically with your life. Mm. And he just happened to say, "Say if you wanted to be a rapper, you could do that." And I was like, "Actually, man, I've been writing rap tunes for the last couple of months, like, and we both lost it." And then, like, I think it was like fast forward six months later, and I just sent him a text, and, and I I was kind of feeling a bit emotional one night about you know stuff starting to happen for me. It was mm. cool, and I, I just sent him a big long emotional thing, just like you know going back to that conversation that we had in the snug and bows mm. and then going forward like six months and being like you know stuff can really happen for you mm. and that even that conversation those little pats on the boom yeah. that maybe life gives you are just amazing you know yeah. so, and that gives you the drive to keep going like say I don't feel like going to the studio some night I mm. might remember that conversation or, or yeah. another conversation I have with someone else and that I might get my arse to the studio straight mm. away you know I love that I love that. I love how you call them the pats on the bum, but like, what, what, <laughs> like whatever they are, like pats on the ass from the universe kind yeah, of thing. They are like, yeah, and I don't know what they're, they mean. It's just like just go on, great. Just keep doing it. That's it's all like, you can read it as. This is all I read it as. You're on. The, you're doing. You're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean, just keep going. Yeah, I love that. Now, do you? Because I'm, I'm flip flopping a lot recently with thinking about those sort of things. Those, those cosmic pats on the arse. Like, yeah. have I? indoctrinated myself to look for them and am I finding them oh, I think you, you 100% know, do yeah. you know is, yeah. That, is that how it works do you oh, just have to you have to believe well I mean that phrase like if you go around with a hammer everything is a nail you know what I mean if yeah. you're looking for something you're more likely to see it everywhere you know and if you have that vision of, of your say vision of yourself doing something like I have a vision of myself you know becoming a full time artist mm. like doing this shit for a long time and then as soon as I because I'm so focused on that every little signal I get from maybe a person maybe you know some moment I hear in a song or something like that mm-hmm. that is all just it, like it resonates with you you know what mm-hmm. I mean and I, I love that it's beautiful yeah because then you can also say like yeah it does resonate it looks like something it looks it looks a bit more like this thing and then you're just more grateful aren't yeah, you yeah exactly yeah. and more driven as well mm. it's great 
Well, that's the thing, right? Straight into the deep shit. Straight like, into the deep shit. No, no, I'm messing around no, there. I'm like. messing around. <laughs> no, I know. I, I don't know some people probably listen to that and be like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, that's my key. Now, man, I've, I've, met, I've met people who just, they will look at, they, they will walk around as a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they will just be like, was that fucking, that baby, you know, give me the finger? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've actually seen shit that's, that's not the other there. side of it is there, there's a, a negative vibe that you can have mm. that you think everything is against you. Like, if, yeah. say, a victim complex that a lot of people have that they think, you know, the whole world is against them and that's why they can't do a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. What I mean? And I think when you change your mindset to be able to be like, right, these aren't, like, people against me or, or situations that are against me. These are, like... You know uh, obstacles to overcome. Mm, you know exactly or challenges. It, life is easier when you look at it like that. You know, hundred percent. Rather be a hammer than a nail. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah. Or it's like, uh, what's the thing? Would rather bend the or you know what's the thing? I fucking would rather rule hell than bend the knee. Or what's that fucking <laughs> mad thing? I don't remember. <laughs> it sounds alright though. <laughs> <laughs> I already feel like up top this like if you took it out as a video like it'd be like Aubrey Marcus you know oh, on geez, positivity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he goes too far that way that direction. I, I don't trust him. Apparently, he comes from oil. Oh really? He's an oil magnate. Oil apparently. Yeah, yeah, we're know? talking about Aubrey Marcus. He runs on it. Do you know him, Eric? Uh, yeah, it's just like. He used to. He came up on Joe Rogan kind of, and then made his own. He's really into spiritualism and ayahuasca and all that stuff. But like, it's a bit cheesy, but it's also quite encouraging as well. Yeah, and there is that line. Like you were talking about there, we just started talking about like vision and drive. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. And there is a lot of people probably sitting around that are like, "Those two lads are just stupid." Like, do you know what I mean? It's mm. not. And that's your. That's my insecurity as well. Talking there, so sure. Yeah, and with rap as well, like insecurity is a huge thing. Like and anxiety because it's like, I feel that a lot of the country would be like who the fuck do you think you are in terms yeah. of an Irish rapper you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's it's very hard and that's always in your head as well so you mm-hmm. have to kind of overcome that it's it's getting easier now because of people like Kojak or like Paul Alroy or all the lads that paved the way for it you know that mm-hmm. kind of way and uh, yeah I just think the tide is turning in terms of hip hop so that encourages me as well you know do you find that when you're writing you, you, you second guess and think who am I writing this for um, you know, or who am I right? Because I sometimes see when I write and like, I feel like I'm writing this because I want this to be read. Yeah, I guess you. I guess get you, it yeah. out, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess with music, it's like, it kind of just comes out like I don't even think about it. Like, mm-hmm. And those are the songs that are always the best. It's like if I have to grind out a verse or a chorus over a whole night, it's never going to be that good. Whereas mm-hmm. if, it, if it flops out me in 20 minutes, that's going to be the best one. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird like that. Like I do my best writing maybe, it sounds weird, but hungover. I'm five hours sleep possibly mm. when I'm fu- I'm firing like I don't have the th- I'm not second guessing myself in a way you know that's mm. when I've written my best tunes I think so far anyway really yeah I'd, I would I would be the kind of opposite I would have to <laughs> like have got like eight hours sleep yeah you know had not drank two days before just had a shower yeah you know like writing that mindset writing that mindset yeah that, that could be good for me as well yeah mm. definitely but yeah, I get, there is different, and, and you will write different stuff at different times, you know, you yeah, could yeah. be very fresh and write something really good as well, mm. yeah, and you could be really hanging and also write something class. Can I ask, right, and I don't want again jump too deep into, you know, too, too, too deep too soon, but you, like even chatting to like we were in the snug and positive energy and positive, positive vibes, there's a lot on your record that, you know, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're saying, uh, you know, the pain is sadness, yeah, yeah, memories yeah. harbored like a ship without its ballast, mm-hmm. and, and you have these things like you, you, you seem to be also venting. So this is just you seem to kind of be wanting to vent a level of maybe if you've had depression previously or yeah, times yeah, that have been yeah. kind of low. Yeah, but yeah. you would never talk about. I would never hear you say that in person. Yeah. Do you think 
do you find it therapeutic to actually get oh, it out on this? 100%. It is. Yeah. Like, of course it is. You know, that, that is venting all that stuff that mm. you have built up. And I am like not bigging myself up, but I'm the kind of person that will never put my shit on anybody mm. but in the musical form I'm going to see if you're listening to me you're going to you're going to be getting the shit that I'm <laughs> yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. you know that kind of way so uh, yeah it is it's very therapeutic mm. uh, I love, and I love that about music you know and I think that the most true art is shit that's like really from someone's heart you know yeah, yeah, like you yeah. don't want someone just saying but, and in rap you get a lot of that like I'm not, I wouldn't be having to go with anybody but there's a lot of like flexing and a lot of stuff like that I kind of want to move away from that and just do what's honest to me mm-hmm. but then all, you're also riding that line of what's too cheesy because if you just go straight with you know all this emotional stuff you kind of have to wrap it up in a nice package for people you know mm-hmm. like, anyway. um, it's like yeah because but it's even like lyrics in here that easily could just be off one of your hardcore albums like, yeah for sure I, I mean so I had like you know carry scars on my soul carry weight on my own yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I could, that could be a chant uh, you know yeah, about, about, about yeah, hardcore yeah, yeah. Game, yeah well know? that's where I come from is that yeah, you know yeah. and that, like when I was young like I wrote those hardcore lyrics in, in those bands for fucking like nearly 15 years mm. man or 10 years we'll say and like that's where I learned how to write mm. so it's always going to be like that you mm. know it's, uh, it's always going to have that and, and hardcore lyrics are very dark in the way that I'll say modern rap lyrics can be flexing a lot mm. in terms of how much money how much jewellery all that shit uh, hardcore punk lyrics were always flexing about how sad you were basically <laughs> yeah, and even no, if yeah, even yeah. if people weren't that sad they were pretending to be sad yeah. you know what I mean and uh, I think I was able to connect with hardcore music because I probably was really sad at the time you know mm-hmm. and I have that side side of me that dark side mm-hmm. that I don't really let out that much but within the music I can let it out mm-hmm. you know I think I probably would have been the same with like Weezer to try and like write yeah. lyrics about how girls don't want me yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, as yeah. much. Like I used to, I used to love Dashboard. Yeah, yeah now too, it's yeah. all like that chap's a fucking insult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. These women aren't I, that bad. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you're an I, asshole. I think that's a teenage thing. You know, you have that <laughs> angst when you're a kid. It's yeah. like, and, and uh, you, that's why Blink One Eighty Two were so popular. All those yeah. bands because they wrote about girls all the time and like. They just wanted, you know, it, it was venting that angst. And all these mm. kids that were like, my girlfriend hates me. You know, my parents hate me. They connected with that. Yeah. But as you move forward as an adult and, and she, you know, you still have a nostalgic buzz for that. Mm. But I saw a dashboard confessional were playing the academy and I was like, mm. who the fuck is going to that? Like, <laughs> I mean, they might have to check the register on the way in to yeah. see who's on it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, you know, what do you, hey, Chris, what, what do you think of Jordan Peterson? You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Is, <laughs> is there an overlap of possibly my dash fans and Benjamin? Shapiro yeah 100% he's just know. there in the back chilling in the back <laughs> <laughs> oh stop yeah no but I think yeah but like because um, I would I I would probably have like I don't know I think the last time I like really kind of like vented was when I was like 16 mm-hmm. you know chatting to some girl at a, at a gaff party or something like that you know and not, yeah. not really and then kind of being like fuck why did I what did I say so much not that I have much to vent about I, think yeah. I, don't, I don't really have much to, to vent about but uh I that was make I think I might have a ter- I might have had a therapeutic experience then because I got stuff off my chest and then I realized why am I fucking unloading yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and then I'm sort of I don't know I have I unload onto her in that situation yeah, yeah yeah and just not I mean I suppose I don't really I just if I was to make something be like I'd keep it light light and bubbly light know, and bubbly or whatever yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I, I mean you. I just and I guess yeah I guess essentially you're asking me why is my shit dark like that mm. and I get I guess because that's just the way it comes out you yeah. know if I try I have write kind of semi-happy songs before like there's one I wrote recently that was happy enough 
<laughs> like you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it only gets to a mid le- mid level of happiness. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah, it never yeah. gets to because that's just me. It's always going to be there, you know, and that's okay. And I think it's yeah, it's okay to say that, and that that's why my lyrics have connected people in the past with frustration mm. and stuff, and because people connect with that darkness because everybody has it. Yeah, and it's not this thing that you have to. You can still be a really happy person, but have that. Mm-hmm. I think people run away from talking about it. Yeah, a lot, especially in Ireland, we have that like you know the shame that we can't like. And even though with depression and stuff, the big thing now is, oh, talk to someone, talk to someone. But mm. like, if you really try to talk to a lot of people, they kind of get awkward about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which man. is why I never want to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah 100%. I'm not, I'm not saying other people shouldn't do that. They should 100% talk. But, you know, art, you can talk through your art, which is yeah. even more brilliant. Yeah, that's fair. And I think the, I'd say of all the lyrics that like would resonate with me, you know, obviously you got like listen to a Cure song you're like yeah pictures of you yeah I yeah, love it like, yeah, especially yeah. if you're in a good mood but yeah. well, that might catch you 20% of the time yeah. most of the time you're going to be fa- focusing on the goth stuff you know yeah definitely or yeah. that Smith's lyric you know which I loved growing up which was all like you know go to a club you stand on your own yeah, and you leave yeah, on your yeah. own and you go yeah. home and you cry and you want to die <laughs> <laughs> Jesus that's going for it like right? and it doesn't even like rhyme very well yeah, yeah, yeah. you go on your own and you leave on your own but that, like, you, you think about that that was Morrissey probably went in through that very situation and went home that night and just wrote that yeah and that's very true you know yeah, I mean? yeah, no, yeah. not a huge Smiths fan but like I do appreciate that he never mm. fucking beat around the bush with anything 100% yeah. and that's gonna resonate a lot more than this charming man in terms of everyone's yeah. getting this charming man lyrics tattooed on them yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean yeah that's very true yeah because yeah, people, people associate with that darkness and they, they mm. enjoy it because if you're in somewhere where you don't want to be say you're going to work on a Monday morning and you're travelling you feel a bit separate from society sometimes like that you know you might be on a Lewis and it's packed you're going to a job that you don't necessarily love mm. you know you're feeling very shit like mm. and, and to know that someone else is feeling a bit shit in their situation is that camaraderie so there is a beauty in that because it's like it's not it's not the cheesiness of it I, I forgot what I was trying to say anyway. <laughs> keep it there no no, no, no I know what <laughs> you're saying mean, um, you uh, I really loved uh, the obviously the tune with, with Browner yeah uh, uh, Substance um, and as well like you have a kind of um, it's kind of a bittersweet relationship with substances and yeah, you know yeah. getting lit you yeah, know because yeah, yeah. obviously you, you see you see that there's a lot of people that are using to escape and I think you respect that mm-hmm. you know but also there's people that can make a lot of money off it you know obviously you talk about big pharma and stuff oh, like yeah, that definitely. Kind of, yeah, yeah. especially these kids like yeah. these kids I'm 31 <laughs> but like these kids <laughs> yeah. with Xanax and stuff Xanax yeah, and that, and that becoming yeah. a big thing I fucking can't wrap my head around that it's very strange and like yeah that, that goes back to the ignorance of, of some rap music as well where they're just talking about Xanny 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 all the time you know mm. you know like I seen a guy the other day on Twitter just and you could see his actual uh, spiral downward into he was like tonight he's tweeting away I think he's, he's a producer or a rapper I won't say the name or anything but uh, he was saying I'm going to take a lot of Xanax tonight and he literally said it on Twitter and then over the course of the next thing he, he had tweets where he was like alright I'm going to go bet on 500 quid on Twitch right now and like do all this stuff and then the next day he comes out of that and he's after spending 8,000 and then he's apologising to everybody over Twitter and Holy stuff shit. you know and and it's weird, yeah. It's just it's glorified within rap music. Drugs are always have always been glorified, yeah. But only lower level drugs, never heroin. So it's always been okay. Glorify selling heroin and crack mm. and coke, but doing oxy's Xanax mm. and weed. But that's weird because heroin and oxy are pretty much the same thing. So yeah, and, and that's actually one of the reasons why I love uh, Freddie Gibbs as a rapper because he acknowledges. Like he has lines that would say, you know, he he's talking about lace and blunts with oxycotton, mm. and he's like, shit, I can't pass to my friends 
that's what he's talking about doing you know I love recognising that mm. he's doing that stuff you know yeah. it's, it's, it's very self uh, self acknowledging or something like that you know yeah yeah uh, thoughtful rap is fucking way better than the, the bullshit you know yeah, even though the yeah. other stuff is fun like I love a lot of trap music and I love the, the fun of it live and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it's not saying too much and mm-hmm. it's not doing too much for society as a whole really it's yeah. more so you know telling kids to glorify money and drugs basically you know but as well with this the kind of oxys and the xanax sort of thing mm. just seems so isolating it's an isolating oh, sure, yeah. drug yeah you know yeah and then you look at like the up and smoke tour yeah. you know and it's like these lads are just so happy to wait for their wives like you know just yeah. smoking weed yeah. and just like community thing <laughs> or whatever the thing in the know? background of that though there was a darkness with that because all those guys were doing like mad amounts of ecstasy oxycotton percocets all that oh, shit really? in the background you just didn't see it on the dvd so much right yeah. it slipped into it a few times you could see eminem going into like a cubicle and his eyes were like fucking the size of like acorns yeah yeah, yeah. acorns are tiny yeah. melons melons uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, yeah but that goes back to the thing because you want to they, they want to portray themselves yeah. as something that is like I'm selling the shit I'm pimping everything out mm. I'm not getting pimped by pharma or anything like yeah, that but then yeah, everybody yeah. in the background ends up doing that you know I, I guarantee Dr. Dre all those guys have really bad like uh, pharmaceutical drug problems I'd mm. say and, or went through it and went came out and of came it, out of it, it I mean? yeah yeah yeah, like isn't that? Because again, like uh, you probably you tell by this, by my caliber of of rap apart from you is yeah. <laughs> the Open Smoke tour, yeah, and nineties yeah, yeah. gangster stuff. But that's what everybody to. grew up on. Yeah, we yeah. all grew up on that stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, and back to drugs. Like the reason I write about that stuff so much is because drugs are so pervasive in our society. Mm. But we we kind of look down. We're taught to look down on certain drugs, but then alcohol is totally fine. Yeah, and cigarettes are okay, even though cigarettes are becoming more and more taboo. But like, yeah, and the, but then you can go to the chemist and get Nerfen Plus. Like, you can get fucking out of your head on Nerfen Plus. Worse yeah, than yeah. like, even as bad as Oxy or something like that as well. Mm. At the same time, uh, it's just why do we look at these drugs in a certain way? And weed is is terrible, even though it's changing at the moment. But drink, oh, go out for a drink. Every party, every sam- family event, your confirmation, your fucking parents are locked. Yeah. You know what I mean? We grow up on this stuff. You well, know? Could you imagine, right? If say, like. Say with lettuce, right? Say someone yeah. loved lettuce, that they were eating lettuce all the time. They would go out all night, eat lettuce. So much so the next day, they were sick. Right. And they were like having to like cancel plans because yeah. they're sick because they had so much lettuce. lettuce you would say, ass. you've got a problem with lettuce. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But we're doing yeah. it with booze, like. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. And it's just like. And you're basically poisoning yourself. I yeah. know, I do it. Like, I, I drink every weekend pretty much, you know. Yeah, me too. And I don't uh, think I've had two weeks off the booth since like about five years yeah. <laughs> yeah and like that's so normal in our society you know but uh, yeah if it was lettuce people would be like yeah f- what are you not mental lettuce for you yeah, mad joke fucking mad joke there's <laughs> something wrong with you like but you know what you feel like on a hangover you've actually poisoned your body yeah like, your arse is falling out you're fucking you can't think straight you know you have these headaches and stuff and then mm-hmm. you go do it again it's, it's mad like I saw like it, I was I was trying to remind myself uh, but that like Johnny Depp kind of domestic abuse thing because it was like Crimes of Grindelwald films out yeah watch uh, that shy is it shy yeah I thought it was we were going to go see it tonight so <laughs> say no, serious yeah no Jack <laughs> no I, I kind of been looking for a reason it's, not to it's go. not shy it's medium like is, mm. the other one was way better I thought yeah is it less fantastic there's less beasts in it less put beasts it that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah more Johnny Depp less beasts like, like that I, I don't know really why look at Johnny Depp anymore I don't know what it is about him well this is the thing I was looking at that video I actually wasn't aware that there was a hidden video of him, uh, you know, smashing wine glasses with your one Amber Heard. Like I didn't I, see that. I'd heard about it. Obviously, she had the black eye. Yeah. But uh, 
there was a video of it and he's just walking around like he spends like 40 grand a month on wine yeah you know so I he heard walk, that so he was walking around like looking for, for more wine filling a wine glass you know but then part of me was thinking like obviously he's a, he's a prick for the domestic abuse but yeah. I could see myself if I didn't have any commitments boozing all day oh, you yeah, know what I mean be, yeah I know and if you have that I think there's something with that separation when you become that kind of a superstar like Johnny Depp mm. you're just so removed from everybody that you know you stop living in a reality like your reality is not the same as other people's reality not at all. and and you, you, you're probably surrounded by people that are just like yeah let's go on the piss tonight let's buy that 50 grand bottle of wine yeah. why the fuck not you have like 100 million in the bank yeah you know? yeah yeah uh, same thing as we always would talk about McGregor and like you know you, you become that separated but from society then yeah you're not living in reality anymore it's unfortunate and that's why people go crazy like that you know they haven't got that grounding yeah yeah. but I feel like you kind of, but like as you kind of get older as well obviously you give it like, I find myself giving less of a shit about things like 100%, I percent yeah. someone was saying to me something recently I don't want to give too much too much away, but say yeah, it was. Yeah. But they were like, just like saying, "Oh, I don't know if I should do this." Mm-hmm. Oh, my friends are over here. Should I go? And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, go to your friends." Oh, but I want to. Say, I will stay here then. Like, yeah. And then I had to just be like, "Here, look, whatever, do whatever the fuck you want." Yeah, like you know, exactly, and just yeah. normally I would tolerate. I would tolerate. You know, there's so too, there's so much to and fro. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, then what do you want from me? Like, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, you, yeah. I interrupt the conversation saying I don't fucking care. <laughs> you go wherever you go where you want to go. Go where you want, like whatever. Like, but that's that's another thing. I think people don't necessarily know what they want to do, especially when you're in your early twenties. Like, I have a lot mm. of friends in my early tw- in their early twenties because I trained jujitsu with them and stuff like that. And I like sometimes I kind of like float towards those kind of people because. I just remember when I was like that and I kind of want to like help them sometimes that's mm. a weird thing with personality and that can be bad and good mm. but it's very hard to help someone when they actually don't know what they want to do you yeah. know and I think it does take that struggle of your whole 20s to realise what you actually want to do yeah, I didn't yeah. have a fucking breeze in my 20s I was going around working in an office here trying to go on tour yeah. do other stuff you know yeah, but like yeah. I didn't really have a vision or anything of, of what I wanted you know but I think as well is that there's also just like say you like I'm engaged you're you're married what mm-hmm. two years now yeah so that's a decision that you made yeah and it's a decision you made in your thirties yeah, yeah and exactly a, and I think that's a huge part of it as well is like regardless of there's fuck loads of options man but you yeah. made a decision there and so you're happy that you're yeah, really yeah, happy yeah. with that decision yeah exactly you know yeah. and that's like you know we're getting married in December and it's like. Uh, I'm just so happy, you know. I'm. I'm not saying like we're only together because it was just I wanted to make a decision. But the fact yeah. that I have made that decision and I really want to commit to that, yeah. I think you, I think you can do that as well. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. The perfect plan doesn't have to land in your lap. You just need to fucking pick it. It's like one step in the right direction. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It never has to be like yeah. Nothing's going to come along to you and be like this is what you're going to do forever. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? Uh, like and like same with relationships. Like you're saying, like you take a step. You might go out on a date with someone. Mm-hmm. You might go well. You might go to a club and have a smooch with someone or something like that and then the relationship keeps going on until this decision is right in front of you yeah, yeah, and it yeah. can happen like that with life things as well where you're like this thing you might do a gig here you might write a song mm-hmm. you might do something and then these little steps and all of a sudden you're like ah now I know where I want to go yeah, you know? yeah. and I think yeah in your early 20s it's very hard that's why I see people that have that drive in their early 20s and I'm like almost jealous. Like I'm so happy for them. Mm. But like I'm like fuck. I wish I had. I knew that well in my twenties. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Because really, like what we're essentially saying at the start of the conversation is, is you can really do anything. Mm. And people tell you that when you're a kid, oh, you can be whatever the fuck you want to be. Mm. But do they really mean it? And and I think you can only really be what you want to be when you actually have that belief that you can. You know, hundred percent. But I, and I also think that it's 
like remember Jerry Seinfeld said like he bombed his first ever gig yeah and someone uh, the interviewer said well why did you do a second gig and he was like right. he said because I'm a comedian yeah, yeah and yeah, as soon yeah, as I went yeah. up I'm a comedian yeah so yeah. he was so happy and satisfied to be a comedian it's like that's what comedians do they go up and they do the second gig yeah but someone who is a hobbyist doesn't yeah. do that no you know they don't go up so it's that decision that they'd you be put made. off by that yeah they'd uh-huh. be like fuck I never want to do that again yeah, like, you know exactly I mean? yeah. that happens to people with, with those setbacks sure you your first gig you said that it was a oh man that, my first thing was with District yeah and my mate Arbu who does like production for me and stuff he's a legend Adam Buckley he he he, t- he tagged me in a post on Facebook and it was a it was a district event like loads of people playing like Wastefellow Bobby Basil Matt Mann was doing a thing where he was playing all his beats and uh he played all the beats he had made over the last 10 years, like all the best ones. Mm. And then he picked uh, ones that he would play and like an MC would have to go up and rap over it. And oh, I was sick. the first one. And he was like, Who, right, who's doing it? He already knew I was doing it because I'd been chatting to him earlier. And he was like, okay, we have Neil o coming up first. I don't think I even had a name at that stage. Mm. Neil, he called me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like and it's uh, a real Justin Timberlake. Hey, add an O. Yeah, 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 exactly. o. It's like, you know, Steve-O, just throw an O at the end there. <laughs> uh, but I was shitting myself, man, and I think I was so I was so nervous that I had about six or seven points. Oh yeah, and I was a little bit like I had verses in my head, and there was there was a good like 50, 60 people watching, and I went up, grabbed the mic, was like, yeah, let's get this going or whatever, blah blah, you know, fake confidence trying mm-hmm. to like keep going, and then the words just fucking went out of my head. They're gone mm-hmm. completely. Gone. I think I said two words, and then I was like, oh, I'm after fucking that up big time, mm-hmm. and then. Everybody was like, everybody started shouting me like, "Come on, you can do it, you can do it!" Like, I think they felt that I was being authentic. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was weird. And then I ended up like killing two verses after that. So that and that like it was like that comeback thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then even people coming up to me after me going, oh, "You fucking have it, man! Fair play mm-hmm. to you and all this stuff." And that that was cool. Like just. Uh, yeah, that, so that was my worst experience. So like, nothing could be ever worse than that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think after that night, that was just a bit of confirmation that okay, you can do this because I don't think there's anybody going to be ever going to be a worse situation you're in than that. Yeah. Unless you fucking like forget everything on your headline show on Friday or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but a is like you can just, just hear your mouth. <laughs> It's like too loud. You can hear. Imagine everybody, everybody you've ever met, pretty much like 120 people that yeah, you've met man. throughout your life, and you're just like you go to say the first word. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm off. I'll see you later. Like that would be the worst. Like <laughs> refunds on the way out. Like <laughs> no, no refunds. Sorry, no refunds. Yeah. But like the worst thing you could actually do is to bow out when it's not going well. Yeah. Like I mean, that's not the analogy for life, but in that no. exact situation, I yeah. mean, if you were to bow out, it'd be like. Man, fucking never come back out in it from that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah that's I mean? true. I think you'd, if you were to take a minute on stage and, and like gather yourself, you'd be able to give yourself yeah. reason. You know what I mean? I don't think you could ever get that fucking nervous. No, but I think it helped me being in bands over the years. Like we played some shitholes over the years. Like we'd be on tour for like twenty eight days and do like you know we drive twenty four hours to Copenhagen and nine people would be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. And it would yeah. be more, more, way more awkward than a gig with two hundred from the night before mm. because these nine people are just staring at you. Yeah. And you don't know whether to go apeshit or just kind of do like a little bit of a phone in job, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they'd be saying stuff between the songs and all. It'd be just so awkward. Like, <laughs> what? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just saying to my friend, you remind me of a. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, man, in Germany, for, like, not generalizing about German people, man, we played most of our gigs in Germany and absolutely loved every minute of it. But, mm. like, German people would be so forward in terms of, like, they'd come up to you after the gig and just say stuff like, 
you know, I love the record, but uh, tonight's performance was just not good. And like, <laughs> you'd be coming off stage sweating buckets, like playing, after playing 15 hardcore tunes, like legging around the stage, and you'd just be like, man, here, fuck off. Like, yeah, yeah. Seriously. I would never say fuck off, but I'd just no, like, look no, at no. them and kind of just walk off or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not very good to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, that we were on tour with a band called Twitching Tongues from Los Angeles, and they're lovely guys, but one, some German chap came up to their. So the two brothers are the main guys in the band, and one brother is the singer, and one brother is the guitarist, and he writes all the songs. And this guy came up to the singer and was like, "Your brother did not hit one note all night," or something like that. And your man just fucked the chair up. I'm like, really? so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's one way to deal with it." Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you might go a bit of a de- more democratic route. It's, <laughs> it's weird, like how I'm still kind of wrapping my head around. Just like just per- performing live in general, and yeah. like having to like deliver an idea of what people would expect, you know, live. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. not to say like you're kind of locked in, but what I mean is like I always found it really mad that like um, at the Olympics, some people do personal bests or world records. Yeah, when on the biggest stage, biggest stage. they actually yeah. do yeah. what they've ever done before. And for you as well, like that's very hard. Like. like with stand-up comedy it's, it's, I, I'd find that crazy hard you know yeah. you might think about that with rapping and stuff but like stand-up comedy is just for me that's terrifying and especially like I went to your gig in the Shug Club like your first big headliner pretty much yeah, wasn't yeah. it and uh, yeah I'd say the pressure before that was insane oh man that was the, I think I was at the first Shit night of diamonds man. <laughs> I can't even imagine yeah and like it's cool though that you have like a script to go by do you know what I mean yeah. and I guess in, in music you have that as well yeah. because like you might have someone coming up with you to do a next song mm. you might have a certain video that you know you're going to really nail yeah, yeah, next yeah. time you know yeah, exactly. and there might be some stuff where you might be a bit unsure of which yeah. can be brilliant as well you know what I mean as well as long as you're kind of because it's like as long as I think you're genuine about that like you yeah, know like yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple of you know work in progress shows and they're like I'm just going to explain that's a new bit and I'm going to tell you exactly why that didn't work yeah, you know? yeah but it's yeah. done with full confidence like, that's cool because then the audience can relate to that you know it's like when you're saying something that doesn't resonate with you it's like have you ever had like your assistant manager give out to you about something that they that the manager told them to give out to you about. <laughs> yeah, and they don't want and to do it <laughs> they don't want to do it and it's coming through and you're like and you're like looking at them being like yeah. I actually physically can't even hear what you're saying because yeah. you don't believe it yeah you don't you know? fucking believe it man yeah. and you don't want to do it because <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're sound probably you know yeah, exactly, and he's yeah. just making you do it <laughs> exactly and uh, haven't, I've had to deliver messages like that really yeah like you know, I was working in sales you know and yeah. that might be like a change in commission now and I have to kind of explain how it's in the best interest of the company or something like that yeah you're making about 400 less a month man sorry about that like, yeah yeah uh, it's just the best interest of the company, <laughs> like, the company yeah. that's rough um, and that's that, that is actually one of the reasons why I don't want to ever go back to that world yeah. of uh, of business even though music is a business but I never want to work for anybody else ever in my life again yeah. you know I had so many bad experiences over the years of of like shit bosses or people that I didn't you know just didn't believe in them and they didn't believe in themselves but they were stuck in this shit situation and those offices just remind me of that you know like yeah like even like i was almost an apprentice solicitor for a while like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i was i was working in an office for three years and like just the, the stuff you'd see in the courts all that stuff just, and, that, and that actually fueled what i write about because mm-hmm. like i seen so much stuff in that system that I just didn't agree with but I was stuck in that assistant manager position I never had to deliver anything like that to people because I was always kind of working for people more so yeah. but it just didn't I didn't like that feeling of like this rigid kind of like court system where people were getting fucked over and a lot like yeah. and everybody was okay with it yeah. the guards were walking in fucking laughing and shit like you know like like 
even sitting in when I was in college, I would sit in on court cases, like because I'd have to do an assignment on something and all like that. And like there'd be a guy sitting up on on the bench, and he, we'd be talking an extradition case or something like that. He's get, getting extradited back to Lithuania or some shit like that. And he, you know, the guards would be in the courtroom laughing and on their phones and shit, you know. And it's like, and then the solicitors all be coming out laughing and stuff. And it's like this guy's fucking. Even though he may have done something really wrong. It could be just like you know, like he stole something in Lithuania five yeah. years ago and I caught up with him. You know, yeah. but like this guy's life, whole life is on the line, yeah. and all these people on the outside are laughing about it. You know, not not laughing at him, but they're taking it all so casually. Taking it all so casually, yeah. lost the connection, and that's natural human. because they do it every fucking day. Yeah. So I understand why they do it. Yeah, but I just, I just didn't like the whole thing. You know, mm. just it, it rubbed me the wrong way, and I was like, "Fuck!" I never want to go back there. You know? Yeah, you do forget that. Like, I suppose similarly, well, not too similarly but like in, in sales like it, yeah. it, it's it, it actually attracts a lot of people who are who and this isn't saying that I'm one of these people I'm probably not really but people who just seek to build connections with people yeah. but it's eventually you know it's essentially not in everyone's best interest you know yeah, what I mean no, no, it, you know. but we have to look at why are they building those connections they're building them to get financial procurement from it yeah exactly and that's yeah. the wrong reason to build connections yeah. you know whereas I love building connections through art because it's like you're almost building them to create this better art you know mm. eventually if it's all about that music and like I love meeting new people that play stuff because I'm like maybe we'll do a fucking tune together at some mm. stage you know and then, then going back connecting with the people that started with me on it and, all, and always having them there mm-hmm. but then meeting all these new people and like you might get someone to sing on a song with you yeah. you might meet a mate from, you went to college with like I'm, I'm doing uh, some songs with a guy called Rafino who goes under Uli mm. it's like a really popular lo-fi kind of like jazz soul kind of musician at the awesome. moment but I went to college in Minute with him and he was in the hardcore scene as well a little bit no and way. then when I reconnected with him through this music mm. it was just amazing because it's like oh man we, we went through all that stuff already now let's go get this new thing together yeah. you know it's cool like, I, no, I, I definitely see that as well with comedy and meeting people and yeah. I've done various shows with other people funny podcasts and stuff and I don't think it can ever come out of if you go in there with an idea of oh, anything network no, you're fucking no, you're fuck seen that. right through yeah exactly you, know? yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. totally see the people like, who are work, like working a room or working something. a room that's, and people hopping bullshit. around but if you're a fucking fan of people you're, yes. you just will fucking meet some incredible people that's people what I love resonate. exactly and that's what I love like even the other night I went to there's a pirate radio thing on here with District Magazine mm. and like obviously I love like Mango Matman and what, what they do Rebel Phoenix and all those lads like and I was just like they're all there and like it's not fucking networking man because I'm having cans and I'm hanging out with people that I appreciate their art mm. you know like that's not to build any new connections that's like I don't know it's just enjoying yourself basically 100% you know and you can see right through those people that are just doing it to better that's to get better higher on the social ladder yeah, yeah, yeah. you know which is man in my fucking 18 when I was late teens or early 20s like in the punk scene and stuff of course that social ladder stuff came into it because there is politics and all of that you know mm. and like when you're younger you're way more impressionable so you'd want to hang out with cooler people but when you get older you don't give a shit about that oh, no. you're like here who's my mate that I love from years ago that I want to have the best laugh with you know 100%. that's it and then also who's the guy that I love his music and I'd love to chat to him about shy yeah, so, yeah 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 exactly and I think and having um like having uh, just conversations about like I, like my bro- my brother like I don't talk I don't know what's going on in his life yeah. we talk every day practically yeah. but I know he might tell me you know if he saw some 
crazy WWE show yeah. or just what he's excited about with the with MMA or just yeah, a weird yeah. Rick Mail reference from ages ago yeah. YouTube clip the and small that, stuff like yeah but like I'm chatting yeah. every single day but yeah. I wouldn't know day to day like I you know I would but I mean I'm obviously over uh, over exaggerating but I mean they're the kind of they're the fucking relationships that I love just like Amazing, just not yeah. just talking about the you fucking, don't always have to get deep with stuff like no, yeah and no. sometimes the depth is within the small stuff you know mm. it's like and you learn that in a in a like a, a romantic relationship as well because you know you learn to appreciate you know spending time with fucking with your cat and yeah. hanging out on the couch you know what yeah. I mean like that there's a, there's a huge beauty in that as well mm-hmm. you know what I mean and sometimes we overestimate I, I can I'd be guilty of that as well because I have this vision mm. and I'm always thinking about alright what, what am I doing now when am I getting to the studio mm. and then uh, like when you're sitting at home with your wife and your, your three cats on the bed like watching some show on the TV that's amazing you know yeah. like, and you can't ever forget about that it's like finding a balance in life you know 100% do you, do you find that I'm, I'm totally projecting yeah. from, from, from no, me yeah, onto yeah, you. For sure, yeah. But do you find that because you're you, you know, you're Nilo as well, like, and yeah. uh, like you kind of have a bit of a, I don't want to use the word brand, but you have like, you know, obviously you have a kind of identity as, a, as an artist yeah. now. Obviously yeah. that's going to, as you release more shape and change uh, yeah. as, as you go. But do you find yourself thinking about yourself a lot? And, and, and trying to think about because I mean you're you're your own thing now, yeah you know like what, what I mean? thinking about myself in what way do you mean because like? I find myself because this is me projecting on mm-hmm. I find myself like because I'm like I've gig coming up and yeah. I'm writing something or I might have to do because I have social media yeah you know things like and I'm just like do you mean like a little bit self centered yeah yeah I'm gonna have that big time yeah. and I have a little bit of guilt about that as well yeah me too well, and I've always thought this about and I'm not saying I'm great or but, but to achieve greatness. Mm. Like you see all these people Like these famous fuckers That have done Like say someone like Martin Luther King Or something mm. like that He was a dick to his missus Like do you know what I mean Like and sometimes <laughs> like He like he cheated on her All, all the really? time Never spent time with her Like you know like Shit like that But but he achieved this He's like one of the most Famous people in the world mm. And changed all these things I think when you're that driven There's gonna be sacrifices mm. Like there has to be Because you're gonna always have to go to the next place that you're gonna like say say you have to go to the studio then you have to go to your job make some money mm. and like people are getting ignored within that mm. you know even friends are getting ignored yeah yeah you yeah know? And, and yeah there's sacrifices there but as long as those people believe in you yeah, and yeah as yeah. long as you're sound to them yeah and especially start looking after them when when stuff starts happening for you mm-hmm. and take them with you as well to a certain extent but yeah there is that self-centeredness yeah. there has to be man yeah. If you were going around sharing your time with everybody that deserved time from you, like my mom and dad deserve a lot of time from me, my sister, my niece, my goddaughter, all that mm. shit. But I see them very, like once every couple of weeks mm. because, man, I'm in the studio every fucking night. I have to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And maybe there will come a time in a couple of years where I, I'm not doing that, but right now that has to be the way it is. No, but when I see them, yeah. it's all love because, like, you know, I haven't seen them in ages. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm always trying to bring the you know, positivity to the situation and, and support them in what they want to do. Yeah, as well, 100%. You know? yeah. And that's one thing about relationships. People can crowd each other and like keep keep each other to themselves. Oh, you shouldn't really chase your goals because mm-hmm. we should be making money and getting a mortgage right now. Mm-hmm. And one thing about my wife is like, she's like, go fucking get, just go get that. Mm-hmm. If that's it, because she knows that's in me. And if I was to get go and be a solicitor, mm-hmm. I mean, I might manifest in some terrible way where I end up like doing drugs or like being mm. a bad husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if I'm happy and I'm coming, even if I'm coming home at twelve in the morning, I'm still like kissing her on the cheek and having a little chat, mm-hmm. and then go to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just much better that someone is chasing their 
dream like I don't know she's a goldsmith I, exactly herself I like as well I push her mm. in, in what she wants to do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and there's a there, like a successful relationship I think is two people that have separate lives but encourage each other greatly in what they want to do you know and then come together and yeah. spend time together you know I mean 100% I'd say the same like with um because I, I I can get more like because um, I'm kind of a weird kind of situation now where you know I get I would get you know part of my income from doing like maybe like sponsored stuff or yeah. whatever like that and a lot of it's like you know cool enough brands and I'm happy to do it yeah. you know and it's and 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 it pays the bills as well yeah but like even Terry would be like don't even be looking at any kind of money just be doing good comedy stuff that you want to do. do yeah and that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. that's not necessarily conducive to that most really amount cool. of money I love that you know which yeah, is that's pretty really sound. Cool. That's that is you know? really cool, and that's how you know that she's the right person for you. you yeah, know? because she's well, watch the space. <laughs> <laughs> she's just listening there. She's filming straight yeah. away. <laughs> no, Terry's a legend, man, yeah. and like, yeah, yeah, and I could always tell that she encouraged you because she's doing positive stuff herself. Yeah, and you will find the people that are doing that positive stuff and and chasing an avenue of creativity or of drive whether it be whatever you know, like she does amazing stuff like mm-hmm. in the museum and stuff like that, you yeah. know, in art and like they will be less likely to crowd someone and, and keep them to themselves, you know? Yeah. Uh, whereas the people that aren't doing anything, you know, there's a bit of a jealousy there that, you know, I don't want this other person to go away. And even if they don't recognize that, mm. it's just deep down in their core somewhere. Yeah. And they're trying to like, you know, grab that person. Oh, don't go that way because you might leave me someday. You yeah. Know? But yeah. It's just, and that sounds harsh, but I don't, no, I don't I know mean what you to mean. be harsh, but it's true. But it's also just being grateful in what, whatever the... This is fucking so fucking Aubrey Marcus shit. <laughs> but but being like being okay, man. like so being like being grateful in like what you have like because yeah. then it, then it, things can only get better you yeah, know yeah. I don't know that sounds such a goes back to that victim complex like that, that to think that the whole world is against you is is to not appreciate what you have yeah you know because you're looking past like some I know I know people that have like lovely girlfriends good jobs. But they, they, they think the whole fucking world is against them, mm. you know? So they don't, they look past the people around them and they're, they're moaning all the time, mm. you know? And, and that drives people away, man. That's the shit thing about it, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, it's mad. Uh, like I'd say, similarly, like say with, so I, so I remember when I was growing up, it was, I thought, John, I'd love to be, love to be an actor, you know? I love, yeah. love, love flicks and like, I'd love to be an actor. Yeah. But then you get it in your head, you're like, well, who's the, the best actor? Who's the biggest actor? Yeah. You know, Tom Cruise or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, no, well, that's a lot of work to get to Tom Cruise. So yeah. acting's done. <laughs> so I'm not going to be an actor. So yeah, never going to get to Tom Cruise. Level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like, so what? So some people will view that like, you know, I'm not a success until or unless. Yeah. But like, what if you, I mean, how many fucking, how many Broadway actors can you name? None, but they're fucking amazing. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly, yeah. You know, you can't name What's any the level of success that you're going for, man? Like, a small thing, like... Even doing it for your first comedy show is a success, you 100%. know? Because that's more than fucking 90% of people are doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, dude, man, doing anything is a success. Do anything that you want to do, those little steps that we were mm. talking about, you know, you don't have to fucking be Tom Cruise. Like, <laughs> I, hope, I hope you don't turn into Tom Cruise because, like... Man, there's a lot you're saying there. That's so... Uh, I actually do try and, like... <laughs> Like I, I do, I'm looking for positives and even like the Scientology sort of stuff. Being like, well, yeah, I suppose if you're carrying around bad energy, but like, there no, is fucking no man. There's no <laughs> positive in Scientology. Cold, like, yeah. yeah, it's a mad scene in there. Jesus Christ! Oh, oh, yeah. And the mad thing about Scientology is you don't even know what the fuck's going on in there because like, no. they're so closed off. All uh, you know is some bogey stuff is happening. Like, <laughs> man, I would get, I would they'd get be outside your door. So they'd be outside the door right now if we keep talking about this. Like, <laughs> this building fucking belonging to them. Gideon. Man. Yeah. Gideon's here. Uh, 
how do you think you would be susceptible to a cult? Oh, Jesus. Maybe when I was younger. Like, there was certain kind of cult behavior in hardcore music that I was into, like fucking crews and stuff like that. There, yeah. You know, you ever hear about, like, hardcore crews? Yeah. Basically, like, gangs within hardcore music mm. of lads who think they're really hard yeah. and are covered in tattoos, you know, and hang around with actual gang members and stuff. And, like, definitely in my early 20s, I, I thought that was, like, really cool. Like, mm. when I moved over to Canada, I was, like, in a little crew and, like, stuff like that. I thought I was the man, you know what I mean? Did you get any, did you get any ink? I did, yeah, I did get a few bits and bobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I won't talk about it, but like, I wasn't tough, you know what I mean? I yeah. just thought, but, but it was that like brotherhood thing that I loved about it. Because you're take, I was a lost little kid going over there, and then you have all these older guys that are like, yeah, stall it with us. We go out boozing and we fucking try beat people up and go to gigs like and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it's that, but we'll look after you if you're if you're short on rent, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 But you have to kill someone for me. <laughs> no, no, no. It was none of that, but it was all posturing and flexing. You see similar stuff in rap music, you know what I mean? I think that's the thing, like, that... That's why I, I never thought that I would recommend, like, say if I had a kid, recommend a kid get into sport. Yeah. But I actually fucking would. Like, I don't yeah. play any sport. I always forgot my PE gear, hated it. Yeah. But I think there's levels of, like, community and, and kind of team building and stuff that... that are quite essential and that you, could, you can find them in a band you can yeah. find them in a crew or whatever like Man, that jiu-jitsu is insane yeah like, like jiu-jitsu for kids like as soon as my kids are like three or four i'm gonna put them into jiu-jitsu because i'm not forcing them if they ever say here i don't want to go mm. be right right let's go to the fucking the ledger plex or something instead yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's just like i, I coach kids jiu-jitsu like twice a week and i'm like i'm not great at jiu-jitsu myself but i just love the coaching the kids because it's you don't have to be amazing at it. Like, what, what techniques are they really learning at the end of the day? They're learning the basic stuff, but it's more about having fun, mm. like feeling their, how to move their bodies, but also that confidence of, you know, like being able to handle themselves in certain situations, yeah. you know? And that takes away that ego. It's like, if you get, like, for me, I thought I was the man, you know what I mean? Like, I got in fights when I was younger and stuff like that, nothing crazy, but I never really was, like, I was never tough. I was, like, I got a lot of hidings and stuff like that, yeah. you know? But then I went to jiu-jitsu, got beaten up for, like, a year straight, and then you don't think you're the man anymore, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But, yeah, now, I, when I was younger, I walked around town scared. Mm. Like, I would be, if I seen a group of lads coming towards me, I'd be like, Roy, have to, like, walk, like, walk tough. Yeah. Cross the road, maybe here, like, you know what I mean? See, but now I don't feel like that anymore. And do you mm. feel like getting older is one of those no, things No, I don't that feel helps? that, no, I don't. Because yeah. also, I think, like, I think I was, I was giving off an energy like I disliked someone. I would, right. I, if I was walking by someone, yeah. a group of lads, I would be quite, you know, it could be intimidated across the road or whatever. Yeah. But I probably would have been like looking at them from the corner of my eye. Like, what <laughs> yeah. fucking drove them? I mean, like, why am I fucking, yeah. you know, why, why, why are people afraid of me? Why are people not wanting crossing the road for me? Yeah. I attracted. Probably would have actually done more. Yeah, yeah. Because they, 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 they can see that in people, you know, especially groups the unfold has gone around, they're looking for a victim. Mm. And if a chap crossed the road and is looking at the corner of the eye, well, there's the fucking victim right there. You yeah, know, they exactly. Can, they can see that. Whereas, like, yeah, in later years, when like, after you do jiu-jitsu for ages or something, and you just get choked by everybody, mm. like, there's nothing really that can happen to you that's that bad, like... What's what's good about jits as well is it's, uh, it's, it's kind of more diffusing than it is, like, attacking, so you diffusing. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could, you could use it for bad stuff, yeah. but most of the people that do it would never do that. 99% yeah. of them that would mm. never do that. Yeah, it's more like, 
all right, let me hold this guy and back control and like threaten the choke if he moves, you know what I mean? And then say, here, man, fuck off, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill out, it's all right, it's okay, don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. And you yeah, see yeah. those videos all the time. Yeah, they're like, whopper. La- lads in restaurants going crazy, some big fat guy like trying to hit someone with a bottle and like someone will come up behind and just take him down and hold him down. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, man, listen, there's nothing you can do, you're all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just get the fuck out of here <laughs> into that cop car. Yeah. <laughs> I always think about that man it's, it's a weird uh, little vision I have like say if someone broke into my apartment I always think well, what would I do like if I was able to wrestle them to the ground I was like maybe I don't think I would even call the cops I'd probably just fucking I'd probably just be like here man listen I'm gonna take a picture of you if you ever see you again <laughs> like you know what I mean really yeah I don't yeah. think I would I don't know man it's, it's, I'd find it very hard to call the guards on someone like that even though if someone else was in bad danger yeah yeah but if it was just me I don't know I'd probably just be like here fuck off man mm. you know I mean maybe yeah. not on your gaff actually maybe not well no I, <laughs> I, I get it and I, th- I think it's quite empathetic yeah obviously that was something that I kind of um, I don't know what it was that made me realise that but as I got older I think one of the most important things I ever realised was just like I don't really think people or anyone's really evil, you know, and I think it might have freaked people who come out of nowhere and they have a good upbringing and maybe on the surface everything looks good, but, and I don't think people who aren't particularly successful are lazy, you know, like I just think there's a lot of circumstance for people. So many circumstances. So anyone who does break into your house, I mean, come on, I mean, you know, they they haven't for is it a drug habit are they on drugs when they do it you know yeah, what yeah, exactly. kind of shit would they have to do it's that, it's that, that grey line of like and that's yeah that's what they talk about criminology and stuff like that a lot is like you know why are people like that you know like if we have a court system where people are going through it like we have 48 convictions like all shit like that it's like you aren't solving much there mm. you just it's just a fucking machine going round and round and round you have to see alright why is that guy breaking into this house where does that come from? Like what? Like what drugs is he on? Where did he grow up? Did he grow up in like the worst area in Dublin, where his parents on drugs? Like if you solve those core issues, then you don't have a court system. After yeah, like, yeah, well, you yeah. have one for the worst of the worst because there's always going to be those people. Mm-hmm. But like, I think the the problem is the government aren't. They don't want to solve that because our political system is set up in a way that they will govern for four or eight years or something like that until there's another general election and then it'll change over. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And nobody really wants to solve the base issues of society like drug use, poverty, mm. all that shit. Even the health system they don't want to solve. Yeah. You know? Because these are financially, like they'd have to put their whole fucking budget into that, you know? But where's the money going? Because we're one of the richest countries in the world. Like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, the, but we have all these bad problems. Like, you know, it's, it's not... Cream, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah but that's another thing that's pure escapism at its base form you know like yeah. why are all these fuckers from Blanche queuing for two hours to get a few donuts because there's a buzz about it you know they yeah, want yeah, yeah. they want a piece of that little magic you know what I mean I was trying to write I was trying to write I was writing something just for an outline for something and I was talking about like Dublin and I was working I was trying to work this fucking they're getting buying donuts but they won't fill the hole and I, was trying to, I was trying to work up this fucking like fill the, fill the void like <laughs> yeah but like I was, yeah. trying, I was trying to like work on this fucking analogy for like two hours being, yeah. this is the most ham-fisted fucking analogy <laughs> this is not coming naturally at all yeah, yeah, but I was trying yeah. to word it and be like fuck it it's stupid they just threw it away threw it away yeah. yeah you have moments like that where you're yeah. like it just you, you, you listen to it at the end and you're just like that's shite you know what I mean like, yeah it's like what does he mean yeah what does it talk about crispy creamy bollocks <laughs> <laughs> might impress might impress some fucking 15 year old drinking a nag in a vodka temple bar yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. it's very current 
Speaking yeah. of, <laughs> there was a lot of Krispy Kreme jokes going around actually yeah don't be slagging Blanche man you know what I mean yeah, fucking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the fucking I don't know I don't I thought I thought down, I thought donuts were on the out yeah and then Krispy Kreme shows up and it's like what the fuck's going on I think that's yeah that's an isolated well maybe it's I, I can see it opening up in Dundrum again or mm. something like that but like yeah donuts are a weird thing food comes in cycles like that you know Mexican food is huge for a mm. while I understand that but I have two bites of a donut and I want to throw it away because it's just Ridiculous. too much, you know. Horrible. Even though you have a box of twelve in front of yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Fucking throw them out to the crows or something <laughs> like. Fucking, <laughs> I just giving you a headache. Just looking at yeah. the ice and getting a headache. Exactly. Like, what do you know? It's the idea, and that's why, man. It's the idea of these things that people love, mm. and fucking the the big corporations and and those businesses are amazing at, at yeah. hyping that up, you know, to create that two hour fucking queue of cars to go to Krispy Kreme, yeah. you know. When you think it's about what's in it, like it's just it's. Just flour and <laughs> fucking fried bread, like yeah, fried exactly. bread. Yeah. It just looks good. It looks great. Yeah, <laughs> that's gas. End up talking about Krispy Kreme, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they. I mean, yeah, that 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 whole fucking Instagram, this fucking thing. Yeah, you know, to to do that. I I I flip I flip flop between two things and so kind of social media in my head yeah. I've actually seen true examples of people mm-hmm. take pictures of things to make themselves to allow themselves to be grateful in the moment okay. and to capture things yeah. and there's a brag I don't know there's a, there's a weird fine line between bragging and oh, being yeah. grateful yeah there really is Yeah, you know, and there's, uh, a, there's a fine line between because it, it becomes like whether did you listen to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan that one? a little bit I thought it was a bit boring like, yeah he's a bit of a weirdo but like yeah. he said one thing Joe Rogan was asking you know when are we going to be like on the route to being like cyborgs or this you know like you know this uh, join, joining together of man and machine you know what mm-hmm. I mean and uh, Elon Musk was like hey we already are we're already there mm-hmm. like we have these phones in our hands more than we don't most of the time you yeah. know and and yeah expressing yourself through Instagram and social media it is it is a part of you and I think if you if that's real people see it Mm. And if you're doing it to brag, people see that too. But there is a quite a fine line. Yeah. Like the other night, with, with that, did you see that swan thing with me? Yeah. I felt that that was bragging. Do you know what I mean? No, no, tell the story. It's fucking unreal. Uh, like, well, I was basically just walking home from a night out with my mate's 30th. I was fairly uh, fairly locked. Like, yeah, yeah. So I ended up in McGowan's in Fisbury. Have you ever been in there? Mm-mm. Jesus Christ. It's like a cattle mart of a place. Like, it's shocking. Really? Like, coppers in Fisbury, basically. Like, no way. About 500 fuckers just walking around like, Zombies, like fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, good crack though. But uh, <laughs> I left there. I was walking home. I was like, a bit. Do you ever walk home and you're a bit sad or something like that? Yeah. I don't know why. If you're with your missus, you're usually grand. Did you like, your headphones or something? Yeah, I didn't have headphones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trudging yeah. along, trying to get a taxi down the keys, and I seen these people like just around a swan, basically. And I was in the middle of the road, and like there was trucks and all flying by, and it was like four people, like two two guys, two girls from South America, and uh, they were just trying to like kind of corral this swan back on the path and I just like had a little like drunk stairs like you know the way you have that creepy drunk stairs yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at people <laughs> and then like then I was like fuck it we, I walked over to see what the crack was and they were very accepting of me to come in and like try to help as well because mm. they weren't doing a great job the fucker was out on the road like Jesus uh, yeah, and you know right, right beside the lift you were that, that wall yeah yeah and yeah it, it seemed like it couldn't fly or something like that but uh, one of them was a zoologist and he was just like uh, like a fully grown swan could break your arm like really easily I think with the wing or with the neck I'm not yeah. sure how they do it but uh, this one wasn't like fully grown but it was right there it was a big fucker like and uh, yeah I just I was like here I've had shit things happen to me with animals like you know what I mean I was like mm. what's the worst that's going to happen with this swan I just went up and started like petting it 
<laughs> and I was really receptive. Like at first, it was like a little bit kind of awkward, but then it was almost like I was petting one of my cats or something really? like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, "Here, I'm just gonna fucking pick this thing up and just chuck it over the, the into the liffy." And as soon as I picked it up, it was grand. Like it didn't even like react. And then mm. I took two steps and just threw it over the the thing, and it was like it it just swam away into the moonlight. And it was obviously I was locked, so I was like romanticizing. Yeah, yeah. Shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, like I was walking home, I was so happy, man. I was just mm. like. Oh, there's a situation where I was really sad. Some little thing happened on the road, and like I just, you know, was able to do something really nice. Mm. And it was as a result of like the stuff that happened to me before, like with the dog and like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. With uh, like I had an experience where like I walked dogs for a living, basically, just for people that aren't me and you, you yeah. know that. <laughs> and uh, I had a dog that I had for two years. I was walking him for two years, and he. Uh, basically swallowed the tennis ball this is a fucking huge dog like his head's the size of like a lion or something like that like he's a massive yoke really friendly guy yeah yeah but uh, yeah, he swallowed his tennis, tennis ball in the back of his neck and he just started choking out of nowhere and it was this chaotic si- situation where I was like this dog is about to die you know and uh, so I just started fucking going for this tennis ball like into his mouth but as it was as I was going into his mouth, he was biting me. Like, my mate Sam was there, uh, Senu, who's a savage, like, producer, and he was like, he, I could hear your hand breaking in his, oh, his mouth, like, you know what I mean? And there was fucking blood everywhere, but I didn't feel that. I was like, this is not happening right now. Mm-hmm. This is, like, I, I had the ball in my hand, like, a number of times. It was, like, a 15-minute struggle, like, blood everywhere, like, people coming over, like, circling and watching, basically wrestling this fucker with my hand down his neck you know and it just didn't work out like I just couldn't get it in the end you know it was a very very sad thing to happen like I uh, ended up getting like 55 stitches like two fractures yeah, on my hand bit. I was in uh, Blanche Hospital fucking shithole for like two weeks <laughs> and uh, had like a five hour operation all this mad stuff but because that happened that swan thing was nothing that was like yeah. you know, it was something funny to me but also there was a cool thing about that you know what I mean Yeah. because uh, I always think what would happen if I had got the ball out you know what I mean mm. I, I got it out but it was after he died but like what if I had got that that would have been on fucking reddit and shit like that you know yeah. what I mean but because he died people avoid that they don't want to like mm. I don't even get asked about it you know what I mean yeah. which is why I, lo- I love talking about it because it's like you know it's that what we're talking about it's venting it's, it's yeah. good because you need to talk about that stuff you can't just bottle it up you know no, 100%. because then you'd be running away from it the whole time you know yeah um, yeah and that, that, that was a situation where I could go forward then and do better things with animals do you know what I mean like yeah, the next yeah, time yeah. it happens I know something just act straight away you know mm-hmm. man sorry to fucking hit you with all that stuff Jesus no, I think no. we were gonna go there no we were chatting we were chatting I was like before. fuck I'm going there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you know you were saying like even just posting about the swan thing yeah um and then you yeah, know I felt a bit like that was bragging a little bit but I enjoyed posting about it and also because I am an artist now mm. I want people to get to know me yeah yeah you yeah. know what I mean and I feel like, like even earlier on in the Jervis Centre I was like trying to do a little story because I seen the like bully characters moving on the oak and I yeah, just yeah, yeah. had a story of me just being like, like that you know what I mean looking at yeah, it yeah, yeah. but I I, f- I feel not confident yet in doing that sure, but, I, yeah. but I have a want to express myself to communicate yeah. with everybody at the one time because that's a great tool you do it amazingly like, do you know what I mean yeah but I think I, I, well, thank you but I think I just like we know a lot of people who, who like would have really good Instagrams and you're like I fucking want to see more of that people yeah. actually doing gags you know yeah, or something because yeah, exactly, everyone's yeah. got gags I mean, you see, your WhatsApp group is fucking lit with like yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really really funny people exactly. and people don't necessarily and do what it what is the key do you think to expressing yourself like really in that form is it like is it gone funny with it because I, I think it always has to be lighthearted and, and have humour yeah. you know say for me as an artist like 
I couldn't start going like oh, I'm just after getting out of bed you know what's the plan the plan today is to do blah yeah, blah yeah. blah like that's not me well that's, I mean? that's your first one but then yeah. the second one is easier like it, it, you are kind of putting yourself out there but it's like yeah. it's like starting to wear a hat in your 30s you know? <laughs> it has to be a serious hat you know <laughs> I know, I mean? like, I know. It'd be, you'd just be called what the fuck is that like, or a hat man you'd be called hat man yeah. indefinitely uh, you know but that's the same I'm, I'm fucking rap man now like, you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah, it's fucking Nilo you know what I mean it's yeah, like yeah. it's gas like, it's just because you have people that you know for years and they're like taking the piss out of you yeah, but also in a nice way but in a nice way yeah exactly they're just, they're just pointing out the obvious it's very Irish, like exactly, so I mean, yeah. But similarly, I just think you saying, you know, you know, in the studio today or whatever yeah, like that yeah, or yeah, anything, yeah, anything. Yeah. It's just real. As as long as it just gets consistent, yeah. I just find I actually think that it's I. There's a, I know Instagram is the cause of a lot of people's genuine depression. Now I don't really follow people. Do you think who, so? Yeah. I, I like. I, well, I don't follow people who I kind of want to. Be, I mean, I probably, I probably do. I probably follow people who I'm like, fuck, I love, you know, they're successful. I love yeah. to have that. But I don't follow anyone who I really want to look like. And I don't, yeah. I don't kick myself okay. for seeing anyone else's I thing. I think with image is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for younger people, I think. 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I worry about my little sister following, mm-hmm. you know, these fitness models yeah. or whatever who genuinely, like, don't do anything other than what you're seeing. Exactly. You know, exactly. or the yeah, gym yeah. and that sort of stuff. And it's very easy for those fitness people. I'm not saying they have to work extremely hard. But their life is built around fitness. Mm. And then someone that might have to work nine to five, they have a very hard time looking like that. Because when you come home from work a lot of time, you don't have you don't be asked going to the gym for two hours, know. you know what I mean? Whereas someone that works in that industry, mm-hmm. they can look amazing and they portray these fucking bodies, these diets and shit. Yeah. But you know, the average Joe that's it take a lot of discipline for the average person to do that. Yeah. Say you're working in a you're you're you leave the gaff at half seven in the morning, you come back at six o'clock at night. Like you might get an hour gym in, but then your diet's going to go to shit because you want to get a takeaway instead. Cause, but you know, even can you? Are your genetics capable of you even getting to that? You know, are, not, are, yeah. are, I mean, are most people, regardless, you know, of diet or exercise, not just going to look more or less the same anyway? Some, yeah. I know so many people who work so hard for diet and exercise, and they they're look essentially just normal, look normal. But like yeah, they look yeah. look great, look good, healthy. And they, like. they would probably think that that's being consistent of it. But what it was just with the kind of Instagram stuff, mm-hmm. I would comfortably live in a world where I'm not watching the late late or anything on TV or anything like that yeah. but I'm just watching five second updates of all my mates doing gas shit yeah that's, like, that's funny. Yeah, like, yeah yeah exactly I, do, I, th- I think there's levels of like there's levels of these kind of like I remember I did a podcast years ago it was before any of the Facebook stuff and it was just me and, and Joey uh, just doing this thing Speaks cast and yeah, it was just I remember, lit- I remember yeah. yeah just the three of us we had no reason why anyone should listen to us mm-hmm. other than the fact we were doing it. Yeah. And it and it built like a fan base of maybe like, you know, fifty to sixty people. Yeah. But that was just but I would I would I would love that like say like you you know, with your podcast, yeah. like we with, with with Zach and Gav, like yeah. I mean, that's bigger, but I just would love having loads and loads, like regardless of the big shit, I'd, I'd love to watch films my mates have made. I'd yes. love to listen to stuff oh, my mates have made. Yeah. And, be... and, li- and live perpetually on that yeah, as, my, yeah. as my source of media. Do you know what would be cool, right? It'd be like if you could watch that together with someone because like our phones are very isolating. So like 100%. say I want to catch up on what uh, my, my mates are doing earlier in the day or some lads from the gym or something like that. Mm. It means I'm looking at my phone. Mm. So if I'm beside my wife, then it's like, okay, he's in his phone. She's might be in her phone as well, mm-hmm. and then you end up in her phone. I'm like, I love a situation where you could watch that shit all together. 100%. That'd be cool. 100%. And I think maybe it will develop to that stage. We'll probably yeah. have it in our fucking lenses or some shit. Well, also, we're, <laughs> yeah, we will. Like, we just fucking Google, yeah. Yeah, well, they've cancelled Google Glass. Uh, but if it was a case of like, like, 
some people are putting up stuff. I don't know. I'm making fucking Instagram stories really grand, but like some people are putting up really, really funny videos of a of a moment from the night before, beautifully laid yeah, out, yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. type, and it's really and people are getting a new skill at it. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say we're too far off. Like having that being like, let's watch last night. Yeah. You know, beautifully curated by your mates. You yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Unreal, right. perfect. But because I would watch that, yeah. I know a lot of people would. So why not add more to it? You know what That's I mean? That's true. Yeah. That's why not build it into something like yeah. I'd yeah. Say, 10% of my media apart from most of, most of it would be podcasts I don't watch much TV apart from like Netflix shows but yeah. a lot of my media would be consumed videos and things my mates have put up right okay you know? you, and, yeah. and that sort of thing that's steady though and yeah. I think yeah, encouraging your mates in those creative uh, outlets is, is so essential in friendship like I, I love to see the lads that I hang around with do shit. I mm. love it, you know, and I and I I go towards those guys, mm. and I don't want to leave any behind if they're not doing it. I'll always have time for everybody, but the people I want to be with day to day are people that are doing cool stuff mm-hmm. and like doing stuff that they want to do. Yeah, you know? and that, there's there's a beauty in everybody chasing something together, even mm. if it's different directions. Like I love meeting up with you or something, and you're like, you know, asking you about what you're doing, and then or then seeing you on, on the gram or on Facebook and being like. Fuck man, that that's got like two million views or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. like like that that gives me a buzz, man. You know, mm. it's steady. Um, yeah, well, yeah. same man. Thanks, man. This is good crack. I feel like this is where I feel like this is the natural wrap up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and thanks for uh, doing the interview and all. I'm and thanks to District uh, are doing savage work. And I started rapping at District uh, events. So there you go. It's funny that it comes like full circle because this that's is beautiful. my last summer touring right now. Plug <laughs> 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 your gig. Yeah, well, I don't need to plug it because it's sold out, but... Oh, right, yeah. Oh, man, that sounds so wanky. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's, so I'm doing a headliner on Friday. I'm not sure if this will be out by the time that's on, but it's in the underground on Dame Street. Uh, shout out to my producer, Arbu, uh, to Molly Sterling, Rafino, everybody that like helped me with stuff, like Kaylee. Um, yeah, and then just everybody chasing it, burning records, all that shit. So thanks, Tony. Cheers, Neil. Wrap it up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks for listening new voices is brought to you by tarot records for more information on how to get christmas sorted hit up tarotrecords.ie or head into their dawson street or o'connell street stores